Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon for the first broadcast and opening up with Keith Richards from the live at the with the expensive winos, I love that band name, from the Hollywood Palladium. How I wish I was here again. Well I am back again after um, a show which was done by the magic of radio somehow last week while at the same time I was physically in Queensland visiting family and it is good to be back with you. It's always of course important to be good and important to acknowledge that we are broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. Also acknowledge our queer original inhabitants including sister girls and brother boys for their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around the land. And as we do on this show, welcome heartily to people of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. Well, um, we're getting into a peak season of lots of things going on. Um, Something that I do want to touch on later today is that um, next Thursday, the 26th, is Intersex Awareness Day, which is important for the I in LGBTI, which sometimes doesn't get seen enough. But um, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is, of course, the awesome event that is TILDA, the Trans and Gender Diverse Film Festival. And I'm joined in the studio by Mick to have a chat about this and lots of other things. Hey, Mick, how's it going? Hey, Sally, it's good. Hey, listeners. Um, we're also opening on Thursday night, actually. Thursday night. Oops. Yeah. I, sorry. That's okay. Yeah, no, all good. Coffee hasn't sunk in yet. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> and I will do something. And can I ask which pronouns you use, if, it, if any? Um, they. They pronouns? Yeah. Cool. So, Mick, um, wow, I, I did have the fabulous Lauren in back in about August to, um, you know, sort of start getting things talking. Tilda, where are we now? It's number three or four. I kept losing track. Um, I think it's the third. I'm not actually That's sure. Right. We had a, we had, didn't have a festival last That's year. Right. And yes. then I think there's been two before that. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Lucky, third time lucky. So we're back. Um, and the program is out and about, so to speak. Um, I mean, I could just say, tell us the highlights and then you'd have to go through every film probably, but, um, you know, perhaps we'll just ask, start first. I mean, your, um, how, you know, what are the challenges of putting together and the, the pun bits too, of putting together a trans and gender diverse film festival and programming in particular? Um, with programming, I think one of the big challenges was the fact that, um, there is a lot of, there's an increasingly large amount of content mm-hmm. um, about trans and gender Good. diverse people. And um, we've certainly, um, I believe that we had a lot more films to choose from this year than, and it's been increasing of yeah. over the years. Um, but there's a lot of um, documentaries, not that much fiction. And also there's a lot of um, 
well, from a trans and gender diverse perspective, there's a lot of um, stuff that is, well, just kind of uh, sometimes made by non-trans filmmakers mm-hmm. and often focuses on the kind of coming out, bo- boring, if you will, coming out narrative. Oh, I figured out I'm trans. Now I've transitioned and my life is amazing. Um, and that sort of story and told kind of over and over again in the form of documentary style. Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, finding, I mean, there's also like so many amazing films, but there's also a lot of films like that. And so I guess the challenge and the joy of, of running Tilda, which is a, like a community organization, is the fact that we get to basically choose which stories we think are um, actually um, showing us and made by us, well, some as much as possible made by trans and gender diverse yeah. filmmakers themselves. And um, yeah, I guess that's... Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah. yeah, which is really important. And I think, you know, the, the thing is, yes, maybe a lot of broader society is still at trans and gender diverse 101, but this is a festival, yes, we, it's nice to reach the broader community, but it's also got to be there for us to um, energise us as trans and gender diverse people and we'll say to some extent supportive family members. And as much as I am a 52-year-old, therefore middle-aged, white, middle-class woman, I think my story for trans and gender diverse, my sort of story, not mine in particular, is down pat. So we also need diversity of stories, disability, original inhabitants, multicultural, um, multi-faith, trans people working in the sex industry and so on, um, which this program is proud to support sex worker rights. I I don't know why I pulled my... um, um, decriminalised sex work now t-shirt on today that I have. It's looking um, great. Yep. Nice and red and bold. Yes. Yep. Um, in in Scarlet Alliance, we could say. Yeah. Uh, however, Scarlet <laughs> Alliance and Vixen Collective peeps who are listening who do amazing work. Um, and, yeah, so we need to tell those stories. And are those stories beginning to be made? Is it still, you know, white, we'll say white middle-aged trans women, or are we getting more diversity? Um, I think we're definitely getting more diversity of stories and certainly the TILDA program is really proud to be um, a very diverse programming. I mean, um, as you, when you began the program and you did um, acknowledgement of country, um, yeah, I mean, the I'm like particularly excited about um, the uh, sister girl and brother boy shorts session that oh, we have. Fab. On yep. on Saturday afternoon, um, that session is pretty exciting, especially because we have um, a bunch of festival guests from all over the country um, who have been involved in these in the, in these short films, um, and those guests are going to be having a panel discussion after the screening, um, and they're they're all yeah coming here for the festival, um, yeah so. Um, that's pretty exciting. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and yeah. like, yeah, there's so many kind of, it's, there's kind of too many things really to talk about, but that's one thing. And yeah. Yeah. No, look, I mean, that that's enormous for starters because it can be sometimes, can be sometimes a case that hard, it's hard to get um, Indigenous people to come along to events. Maybe I can understand their sense of betrayal at what has happened to them generally. And then, 
possibly more so for trans and gender diverse. So that's, I think that's awesome. We we do need to, you know, you can't get enough, in my opinion, of people's stories and talking or listening first and then talking and checking in and clarifying questions. So that's a welcome part of it. When's um, that session and panel? That's um, sessions on Saturday, this Saturday the 28th at um, midday. Wow. Okay. Yep, so that sounds, that's an awesome one. Yeah. Let's pull another one out then. Yeah, Uh, okay, sure. Um, Something that um, I think is exciting in terms of, well, two other things in terms of like local content. Um, One is on Sunday Arvo, there's a session, um, it's kind of a trans and gender diverse kind of music session. So we have a film from the USA called Riot Acts, which is about trans musicians in the US. And then it's kind of, it's going to be screened alongside um, uh, quite a few local um, trans and gender diverse musicians music clips. So um, including Gary on Two Steps on the Water, Habits, um, Simona and um, Kandere. So um, that's pretty exciting. Uh, personally, um, I was I helped with part of the programming and getting the um, music clips. That was my idea. So I'm pretty excited that that's come to fruition and that's in the program and we're getting to show that because I think uh, in terms of local um, film content in, um, in Melbourne, we have in terms of, yeah, I mean, there's so many amazing trans musicians in Melbourne and they're making so many amazing video clips with local directors. And so, yeah, I'm pretty excited about screening that. Yeah. Cool. Oh, look, that is um, that is awesome. And that's I think that's going to give me an excellent lead in just to have a breather because overnight in my news feed, I got this amazing story Um we couldn't. We didn't want to think we planned this show, listeners of all genders, but we're not. We didn't. There was no no world wrestling entertainment premeditation. Um, the new story, um, which is on my Facebook page under the post, and of course you can get in touch with the show on um, out of the, um, out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com. The post on Facebook, um, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And text six one four five six seven five one two one five. But overnight, I got this story about a trans soul singer from 1960s Toronto, and all their materials just been re-released. Jackie Shane, and turned they seemed to disappear in the early 70s, and it doesn't quite say why here. But they have finally come out as a trans woman, so you do you are left wondering um, if that was the case. And so I'm not sure if there's a film of all this as well. You might have one on the cards for next year's festival already. But I thought I had to play this today. I think that this um, soul and R&B voice will just blow people away. So here is um, on 3CR 855 AM. Um, here's Jackie Shane with Any Other Way. And you're on um, Out of the Pan with Sally and guest Mick on 3CR. This is James Henry here and you're listening to 3CR, 8.55am and digital streaming on 3cr.org.au. For one night only, the Great Forest National Park is coming alive at Howler, Brunswick, October 29th at 7pm. Celebrate our diverse Victorian wilderness 
through provoking forest projections and performances by Shane Howard, Zach Sabre and DJ Dillian Page. All proceeds go towards the Wilderness Society's work on the Great Forest National Park campaign. Tickets are just $25 from Moshtix. That's moshtix.com.au. Just search for Howler. So come and enjoy a unique night out and be wilder. Be wilder is a 3CR supporter. This time we'll pass away. This world may not be to stay. So much. 3CR 855am digital 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with um, Sally on a Sunday afternoon. And we've had a couple of messages in. I do have to, of course, get back to last week's show, which featured the fabulous Robin Pearson's speech up at um, Bendigo. And Hoffler's um, emailed in. Thanks for emailing in Hoffler um, last week and said it was a lovely deconstruction of assimilationism. Um, have a great sunny day in Melbourne. Well, I was up in Queensland being rained out last week. I thought I'd go up in Queensland and get some warm weather, and it was 100% humidity and raining the whole time. And Hoffler went to see the fabulous Jordan Raskopoulos with Jeffrey Robertson at the Wheeler Centre. Great to see two trans and gender diverse people on that panel. Um, a great discussion, um, and all from all reports, um, fantastic representation. And Molina's... Um, shipped in. We'll get to this in a next segment or two. And this is the news this week about having a trans woman as a play, Playboy centrefold, which I think was one a juicy topic to debate. And of course, we've got another juicy topic to debate um, shortly, or oh, not debate, I should say, discuss, analyse, um, compare and contrast, as those essays said, um, when you're at school, um, which of course involves football. But we're still talking um, about the the Tilda Film Festival, the Trans and Gender Diverse Film Festival Number Three, and Mick, um, how long have you been involved in it? Um, I only got in, uh, I was I volunteered for the last festival just as at the actual festival, like yeah. doing ushering and stuff. But I've been involved um, just only this year, and the whole of I just would like to mention that the whole of the festival is run by volunteers, including the festival director. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an entirely volunteer-run organisation. Um, we do have funding to be able to afford the films and um, other things, but, yeah, none of us are paid to do the work that we do. Um, yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, that's the labour of love. And, um, yeah, I think it's just important to mention, um, I don't know, I think, like, sometimes people have a perception of big um, events that, because we're doing such a good job that people think that we're paid and people think that um, uh, also that I think sometimes people think that it's further away from the community than it actually is. But actually I think that the whole, like the organization, you know, it's really fun going to the meetings because it's all um, trans, it's mainly trans and gender diverse people and we're all like hanging out together and we get to check in and we support each Mm -hmm. other. um, And then we get to make this, um, community event happen which is also really exciting and generally like the idea of the festival the reason why I wanted to get involved um I mean apart from yeah is basic it is it's a community event so it's about watching movies but it's also about lots of other things and like um yeah. the organization managed to organize this really cool filmmaking workshop for trans yes. and gender diverse um 
filmmakers and we're screening um, some of the films that people have made and um, at the festival and also having like a networking afternoon tea for um, folks out there who are interested in filmmaking. Um, and that's on Saturday at three o'clock, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Oh, this is kind of a non sequitur, but before I was talking about the sister girl and brother boy shorts, yes. and I just wanted to mention the names of the guests. Absolutely, um, please. Who are um, sister girl Charlotte um, Coulthard Dare and brother boys Jeremy Anderson and Taz Clay, and queer Aboriginal filmmaker Andrea Fraser and Maddie Clark, who's um, actually um, lives in Nam in Melbourne is the moderator of that. So I just wanted to mention their names because I mentioned it before but didn't kind of talk about people's names, which I think is important. Absolutely yeah. so. Gosh, yeah, yeah look, um, um, that will, I mean, yeah, there's just so much in what you've just said. Sorry, that was a lot of different things. A lot of different things. Let me process. I, I can get the, I have to say, um, the, um, you know, pe- people think you're bigger than we are. I have a couple of examples. I guess I get asked a couple of times, so you must be working full-time paid at Transgender Victoria now. Um, no. And one day when I was in the office and the phone rang and I pick it up and some, you know, hi, I'm trying to track down a transgender person. Your media department must have their details. Media department, I've looked around, I think it's by about our four metre by three metre office, looked <laughs> under the desks and go, can't find the media department at the moment. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I think people... And on a lot of levels, don't understand um, what goes into these sorts of things. I can also understand um, safe trans and queer spaces. Um, you know, declaring interest transgender Victoria's offices at Drummond Street Services, which is a pretty good place to be. So there is that feeling when you're with your, or say your tribe, so to speak, of awesomeness. And yeah, so many. Gr- um, and then we've got all those great emerging Indigenous filmmakers, but tell us a little also about some of the people who have done the short films now. I know one, and that's um, the, the fabulous um, Tony Painter, I think, is one from memory. Yep, yep. And um, Tony's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah, um, Tony's one of the filmmakers, and we also um, have Scout Mikalev, who is actually also... Um, uh, helping out with the um, with the ushering, so I'm one of my roles at Tilda is the volunteer coordinator, which requires a lot of spreadsheets and emails to people <laughs> who um, have signed up to help us um, uh, make the festival actually run. Yeah, and so Scout has also put up their hand to um, help out with that, um, and their their films about um, roller derby. And there's also um, Cal Andrews, um, and that films about. Um, uh, queer homelessness. Oh yes, and um, Kermy Braden, and that is um, about poetry. Poetry, yeah, about okay, um, yeah, cool. Well, there's a there's a variety, and uh, yeah, look, um, Dr. Cal is absolutely awesome, doing great work, um, working closely with. Ruth McNair, who's just been an amazing cis ally to the trans community and been ahead of her time for years on issues like trans and bi. So, um, you know, and, um, Cal is just one of the loveliest people you want to meet. But that that's that's a great diversity in itself. You've got Tony's story as a, a senior, and I know there are other aspects as well. Um, you've got Cal um, with her medical background talking homelessness, poetry, and and sorry, what was roller it? derby? Roller derby. Yes, yeah. one of these days I'll get to a live roller derby event. I keep yeah. threatening. Um, and would you I, want to broadcast that on the program, Sally? What's that? The roller derby. You could 
do common commentary. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know me too well because, of course, I always say that if I wasn't doing queer stuff, but I could get to do a dream job, it would be being a wrestling announcer. So, oh, cool! I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where you get the business is about to pick up, and he's been dropped right on his external occipital protuberance area, um, with honouring Jim Ross and the late Gorilla Monsoon. But, um, hey, Roller Derby, I, I can do that too. <laughs> I just have to learn a few things probably. <laughs> Knowledge isn't quite as deep, but I do love Roller Derby. There's a great um, story on the Q Lives clips, um, which are put out by Q Life, the national network of the counselling services, and there's one on Roller Derby which just makes me smile every time I see it and use it in a training session. So, yeah, huge range of stuff there. Um now, we should mention, of course, something important. Where is the festival being held? Yeah, sure. Um, it's at Footscray Community Arts Centre. Um, so if you grab the train to Footscray Station and then just walk down, um, I think it's... I forgot the name of the street. I think it's like Gordon Street. No, um, I've got it. Bunbury Street. Bunbury Street. You walk down Bunbury Street and then it's just there near the, near the river. Um, of course, yep. Yeah. Um, and we also, just while we're on kind of... Um, technical things logistical, Is that the right word? logistical yeah, type of stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, there's you can get your tickets um, online, you can also buy them at the venue um, and the, we have a no one turned away for lack of funds um, scheme so um, especially uh, trans and gender diverse folks if you can't afford a ticket for whatever reason um, you can uh, just get a ticket um, and we really um, yeah I think the important thing about the festival is it's kind of um it's a time to gather and hang out and support each other and um and and yeah it's a community event so we obviously don't want people to um not be able to come if they can't afford it but the ticket prices are also quite um are not that expensive anyway um they are um for a concession price for just a single session it's ten dollars or full price is 15 and that's a single price so it's a pretty fair and reasonable price now you hit on something really important that tilda is becoming this you know sort of trans and gender diverse major community event in melbourne and i'm probably my gosh i might even say i don't know how far we're we're in reaching our tendrils around the country um and i think that's important but i suppose what there's this, this at the moment this dreaded elephant in the room um, called the postal tree wasting exercise, and so trans and gender diverse people need places to get, you know, just be there, be themselves, and feel like we're welcome on every level. And particularly, as you say, those who are on lower or no income sort of thing, um, people who do, who do face, you know, double and triple marginalisation. I think that's so important. So that's fantastic to see. Yeah, um, and providing when, that sense of community. Yeah, um, I went out to um, Bendigo a few weeks ago to talk to um, a youth kind of group there um, about the festival, trying to um, drum up interest, but also to facilitate some younger people from um, country the country yeah. coming to the festival. And, yeah, they um, those kids spoke about... Um, yeah, I feel like it's really amazing how much, how much there is more kind of support in the country for... Um, young queer and trans people but there's also yeah I mean it's still really hard and Mm. especially with this um um postal um fill in your own swear word yes (laughs) I was gonna swear but then I remembered we're on on the radio um (laughs) but yeah I think 
um, yeah, I think it's just it's more important than ever to have um, safe community events, especially um, especially because with the um, postal survey stuff and with um, um, uh, I can't sorry sometimes I lose my words, but yeah, I think there's trans people are definitely. I'm sure you've spoken about this on the on the program, Sally. But yeah, trans people are definitely. Um, demonized in all of this and yeah i i personally got some hand delivered um mail um that said was talking about that basically the transgender horror and oh. you know that sort of thing so it's, it's kind of funny people drop these things in your letterbox but they don't really think about who that's who that who lives in that house yep yeah yeah no look it is <clears throat> it is tough going yes definitely been covering it and many other aspects and where are we today the 22nd as we go to air so um well 9 and 15 24 days to go and we should mention that there is the rally and then yes fest starting at state library starting at one o'clock um the intergenerational conversation at twelve thirty, and i think on that note um you know so the tilda film festival thursday to next sunday but we want to naturally uh, have you talk in the studio because you've got you know switch hats during the next track yeah um, we'll talk about some other things I, um, or and to keep talking about tilda if we need to though we'll just make sure we're clear on um, who you're representing about yeah, what too. i just have um while we're talking about activism and stuff the opening yep. night film um during i've never said that out loud um darian or i've Darren Nail. I've never said that out loud. Anyway, it's a Turkish film, and it's about um, um, it's about uh, queer activism in Turkey, um, particularly following um, a trans sex worker activist, um, Serval Kilik. So, and that's the opening night film. So, and there's lots of stories of resistance and activism in the Tilda program. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, um, fantastic. I do. I'm on a couple of email lists around the world, and one of the Turkish trans activists post frequently and it does seem like it is very tough going there. I mean, we know, you know, there's, you show me a country in the world where it's 100% for trans people where we don't have one and of course as yet, although some in their way are doing better, a little better than others. Argentina's law reforms of five years ago were great, but it's still, of course, far from a bed of roses for for anyone. And um, so... And the thing is, yes, we're going through tough stuff here, but I read some of the stuff on the international lists, um, um, you know, such as Turkey, and you just sort of think, wow, how do people hang in there? Because it's resilience and courage and that sort of thing. Yeah. All right. Let's have a breather um, and, well, um, have a track from Crowded House um, from their album of um, some years ago. It was their fourth album in about 1992, um, being um, Together Alone, and a track called Locked Out, and there'll be a reason as to why I'm playing it, which I'll tell you about after the song, which is why you need to keep listening to Out of the Pan on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, and on demand, Out of the Pan with Sally and guest Mick. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, um, out of the pan with Sally and guest Mick. We'll still have things to talk about in relation to Tilda, the Trans and Gender Diverse Film Festival that's on next week. But we do have lots of issues to talk about. Melina's just popped in to say that Greece has done some birth certificate reforms, as did California, which now has um, gender neutral birth certificates. But 
It's a bit hard to ignore another elephant in the room that's been going on this week and Mick wanted to comment as an individual, not on behalf of Tilda, um, in relation to the situation of Hannah Mounty, the AFL um, women's footballer who has been denied entry into the top um, women's competition in the country and in the words of Crowded House, yes, she was locked out for at least another year. Um, Mick, throw your thoughts. <laughs> um, I just, the main thing I wanted to say was that if anyone is um, feeling like they wanted to um, kick up any fuss um, on on tomorrow, actually, between four and six, um, some of us are meeting at um, the outside the AFL offices um, and we're going to kick some footballs and have some banners and stuff just make and make it make ourselves known so that when the AFL staff leave their offices at the end of the day, they'll have to kind of walk through through us playing some footy. And, um, yeah, so I play actually play footy, um, pub footy, with um, a team, uh, East Brunswick team and um, trying to, I've been getting my um, team involved in that and also other, other people involved. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to kind of make that announcement if anyone wanted to come along. Um, but yeah, obviously, um, it's transphobic and there's no real excuse. Um, I think the thing that upsets me the most about it is actually um, that the way that the AFL and generally people use, they've seemed to find a way to use anti-discrimination laws to justify their discrimination. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the real kick in the guts, and I think the I think that there's 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 just something wrong with the way that um, discrimination laws, uh, discrimination employment laws work in this country. The fact that um, you have to be able to, I don't know, just it's just not strong. They're just not strong enough. If they can be used to justify mm. locking someone out, then they're just, yeah, they're just absolutely not working, I think. Well, no, they're not, and... Um Let's go through that. First of all, that, so 4 o'clock tomorrow, AFL League um, offices at 140 Harbour Esplanade Docklands, down to the west of the CB main, the traditional CBD. But look, so much in what you said, and I have to agree, I mean, the problem is these exemptions that exist in most states and territories and federally to anti-discrimination protection on sport and um, how it affects trans women in particular, intersex people and... Um, ironically rebounds on trans men at times, which I want to talk about. But the thing is, Tasmania got rid of this exemption in 2005, in particular thanks to a great pioneer, Martin Delaney, who's a trans woman who played soccer slash round ball. And there's never been a problem, you know, since in 12 years. And yet still all the other states and territories have, and I'm going to call them for what they are, these misogynist, chauvinist um, exemptions, because, oh, no, we couldn't have a more, a more powerful woman. Women have to be weak, petite, etc. said me, dripping with sarcasm and exaggeration. <laughs> and yeah. what, what gets me, I had a couple of beefs. Um, one was I caught the start of a commercial radio sports program where the presenter goes, I don't understand the furor. The AFL consulted with all the experts. They had a lawyer and an ex-footballer and blah, blah, blah. Where were the trans people? Nowhere, so we don't get a say in our own lives, which just makes me, you know, reach for the blood pressure tablets. Um, That's what got me. And the fact that these decisions can be made um, to intervene in our lives without our expertise. 
and it's just appalling. Now, they may have approached ACON's Pride in Sport program. Well, I'm not really a fan of it, but a lot that ACON does. They're very 1990s in their approach, um, to be perfectly honest, and don't really, in my opinion, understand trans and bi issues. But the other one which got me, I was interviewed by, we'll say, well, I suppose we know who he is, a 3AW morning broadcaster, Mr Neil Mitchell, and that was just after 11 o'clock on Wednesday. And when I went hunting um, for the um, link, the podcast link and where it was in the program, of course, because they take things out, it's not two and a half hours in. And just before this, I caught Neil talking to Michael Carr-Gregg, a psychologist, and Neil's deliberately going, so in relation to Anna, he, oh, she, and did this three times, and this is a guy who goes on Joy once in a while and goes on with David McCarthy over on Joy on Saturday mornings. And yet this, this is, these are people who we claim now are allies. Give me a break. I was just in disbelief at some of the commentary. And, of course, don't read the comments under articles. It's been terrible. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never met Hannah, but you can, she just comes across, even from everything she says, as a thoroughly decent person. And to be put through this level of last-minute delay and vilification in my opinion is appalling and you know the other thing is why did the AFL they knew about this in June and then they wait till the last minute that is just sloppy time management amongst anything else doesn't give you much confidence um in their ability to run a big a big organization with paid staff you know so there's my little rant on it as a personal opinion I just think what is going on and um yeah, just absolutely horrendous. So your support to Hannah, the way she's responded with the graciousness is absolutely amazing in the circumstances. But as a general issue, this nonsense. And, of course, the other thing is the IAAF investigation into testosterone 12 months ago said that it's not a reliable indicator. There was no reason for testing levels anyway. But even if you still use that, she's one twentieth of the testosterone level. I just don't understand this at all. Um, frankly, you know, I just wonder who got it. The AFL. Someone must have had a, you know, someone must have said something because it just doesn't seem logical. Yeah, and also I, I think like the fact that she's been so um, gracious um, means that um, I don't know. I think and and it must be such a kind of embarrassing and and um, just. Yeah, it would be a really horrible time for her. Yeah, not just because she can't play, but also because her um, her womanhood is being called into question Absolutely. in a really public fashion. And I think it's more important. It's really important that um, the footy community and the trans community, um, yeah, get behind her and say that this is not on. Especially, I think, um, yeah, especially because of that. Yeah, well, a couple of good, you know, a couple of support, though, on the other hand, has been huge. Um, Two articles, today's Sunday Age editorial, which says outright it was wrong to ban her, um, which is quite fantastic. Um, And says it is illogical, unfair and ultimately untenable, carries a whiff of hypocrisy. Um, is the ages words and they quote Gillan McLaughlin from the AFL we are committed to equality and diversity and support the rights of all Australians to live work and play free from discrimination uh, <clears throat> um, you know but um, the the editor says the AFL's call is misguided but not malicious well that's debatable um, you know and and they've put this brilliantly, this editorial. It should consider whether it might be playing the unconscious bias and discrimination 
or displaying, sorry. And that's exactly the thought. You've got a bunch of blokes and left brain people who do not understand these issues, making decisions on it. They're not going to get it right. And um, frankly, um, you know, so the A, and it says in this editorial what you've said the AFL has inappropriately placed itself in the role of womanhood arbiter. Um, and you've got a majority, an organisation that's dominated by males speaking for women. Um, well, where I come from, when men tell women what they have to think, that's called misogynism. So, yeah, big fail um, on that one. And Melina's supported our conversation. Melina, one of our regular listeners. So, um, yeah, just um, what is going on? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, um, big big screw up in my, in my opinion, yes. So, yeah, get down there. Let's um, pop that up again. Um, if I can get back to it, 140 Harbour Esplanade Docklands tomorrow, um, starting at 4 o'clock. Um, you know, bring footies, banners, outfits, wear your colours. Um, yeah, see if we need a trans, a trans-coloured be- um, beanie and scarf. Yeah. Um, see if <laughs> hairs and hyenas get those in stock at Ari. Yeah. Um, and let's show that we love football and we love our trans teammates. Yeah, and, and also, yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, trans people, uh, yeah, play, yeah, I mean, play great sport and, like, we're, we're great at sport and... Yeah. Hannah is obviously an amazing athlete. And, yeah, just to bring things back to um, Tilda, just real briefly, in yeah. our short um, documentary yes. session on Saturday at 2.30, there is um, a short film about um, roller derby as yes. um, as a model for trans inclusion. And, yep. and as I mentioned before, one of our um, workshop shorts that um has been made this year by local filmmakers is also about um roller derby and yeah i just yeah there's um yeah sport is a part of the program and it's part of our lives yeah yeah and we all need it to play it for if, if we want to for healthy health and teamwork and all the rest so um yeah no one should be excluded just for being who they are so yep good to um perfect perfect linkage <laughs> All right, we'll try to wrap up all the other issues. We want to talk more about Tilda um, and also the stuff that um, Melina's been um, emailing in on um, on um, Greece and their birth certificates and also um, the Playboy issue. Um, but, yes, time is running away from us, so we'll just have a quick track. Um, keep hanging in there, everyone, and in the words of the Cosmic Nomads from their album Damage um, and from 2012, I'm Still Alive. Um, 3CR 855 AM digital 3cr.org.au out of the pan with Sally and guests. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email Info at by alliance.org. 3CR 855 AM digital 3CR.org.au and on demand out of the pan with Sally and Guest Mick. And yes, yours truly doing that without roofing my rips, as the ventriloquist used to say. And of course, by Alliance's discussion group is on this Tuesday evening 
um, from around 7pm, but this week, this time we are at Drummond Street Services Office in Carlton, or headquarters, not at our usual venue because of a um, booking issue. So um, you'll have to BYO food and kebabs and pizza or something this time, but not do the pub grub that we normally do. But yeah, about 7.15 for 7.30, um, and um, we'll have a sign-up as to which room it's in, etc. Um, other things coming up this week, well, um, this Sunday afternoon, if you're listening live, gosh, it's packed. The um, trans men, the shed, formerly FTM shed, are meeting um, also in Carlton at Drummond Street. Um, Saturday, it's a busy day, the anxiety group at... Um, well, trans one of the two trans and gender diverse world headquarters, um, Drummond Street, mm-hmm. and then trans family for tra- family and allies um, in the afternoon. Um, and then next Sunday is the Polyvic Social. And, of course, um, well, the other um, world headquarters is Footsray Community Arts um, Centre, the home of Tilda, and both in terms of offices and where it's happening. And we just want to wrap up the things we said, oh, we forgot. <laughs> yep. Um, um, and go for it. Yeah, so just quickly, if you're looking for on, online, it's tildemelbourne.com. That's spelled T-I-L-D-E melbourne.com um you can find your tickets and the full program there and i just wanted to mention that we've also got some youth sessions so you don't have to be over 18 to attend the festival just check those out um and we're also there's some something for everyone really like we've got lots of docos we've got dramas we've got comedies um there's a big um musical um film like that's right wild thing on saturday night followed by um a party with some local acts um uh, including um, Candera and um, other really cool um, DJs. So, yeah, um, something for everyone. Um, head on down this week and Thursday night to Sunday night um, at Footscray Community Arts Centre. Um, yeah, we'd love to see you there. Um, I'll be there the whole time coordinating the volunteers. So, <laughs> yep, I'll see you there. Come up and say hi. Gosh. Yeah. Um um, here's me thinking I'm all right now with my one caffeine for the day. You're, you're, you might need more over the next over the next week. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. So Footscray Community Arts Centre, 45 Moreland Street, Footscray. Um, as mentioned, not far from Footscray Station and down by the Yarra. They're doing lots of great queer supportive stuff on many many things. I seem to be. Um, it's it's when I being a someone who drives. Um, I get out, I sort of go in there and it all comes up always in my recent destinations. There's so much going on there in my GPS. So, um, yeah, they do lots of queer-friendly stuff, whether it's queer-specific or as part of broader programs. Now, very quickly, um, we probably can't do these issues justice in about one or two minutes, but um, as mentioned, um, you know, we've had the... um, 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 you know, sort of issue that came up during the week, as mentioned, California getting some great gender-neutral birth certificates, which um, apparently will be assisting both trans-gender-diverse and intersex, but there was mention um, by Melina of the Greek ones. Now, I haven't got my material in front of me, but I think there may have been some debate about some finer points of that. They've, they're a step forward, but I'm not sure if they um, are self-determined or need some sort of medical sign-off, so I've got to check that out, Melina. And the other one that Melina came in is on the Trans Playboy Centrefold, Trans Woman Playboy Centrefold, and that's an interesting one. As I say, we've got barely seconds left. Um, you know, does it objectify trans people, or if someone does it with their own consent? Um, yeah. What, what quick quick thoughts, me? <laughs> oh, I haven't really thought about Fair it. Fair enough. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. No, look, I, I'd have to say, to be honest, I'd want to think about it. So, Melina, can we take that as a question on notice, as they say in Parliament land? 
and we'll come back to you on that because I, I have to say it's not one that I had a lot of time to think about either. Um, so yeah, do need to have a, th- a think about it. Yeah, um, you know, it's the old story. If it's done with cons- you know informed consent, I suppose. Um, yeah, you know, it's um, to some extent. It's not quite sex work, but people, you know, people have their, you know, thoughts about sex work. But if someone enters the industry and stays there willingly and they're doing that work, which, when you know, a majority of workers and unions believe it is, um, obviously not everyone does and they have a right to their opinion. But, you know, if you're doing it of your own free will, then that's the thing. Yeah. We need to perhaps explode myths about sex. There's a... There's one we could do about five shows on. Yeah, but also I feel like um, maybe the fact that there's another person who passes and is really beautiful out there, it's a transgender It's a transgender visibility, but there's also a lot of, especially, yeah, mm. there's a lot of people out there, trans people who don't pass, don't want to pass, and yeah. their visibility is also important. That's true. They might not fit the sort of centrefold look exactly, in terms yeah. of, we'll say, facial look at least and body overall, and that's the thing. There's a good call. I think we're going to have to um, somehow on this show debate this more. Um, also, Melina very quickly has emailed in that um, Jordan was great at the um, philosophical debate um, last week run by Jeffrey Robertson, and um, you know, Socrates would have been proud as a turnout, Melinda, Melina said. Um, Melbourne's like to think. We do. Melbournians do like to think a bit. Um, must be the coffee. Um, anyway, we'd better get out of here and make way for um, Freedom of Species, which is due in just a couple of minutes. Take it out today with a little bit of the Wolverines. Um, we have to move out. They're moving on down the highway from their album of many years ago, Feel the Need to Ride, right on down to Tilda next weekend, right on down to all their great events. Mick, thanks for coming in and spending the hour with me. Thanks for having me. And everyone, catch ya next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.